0: Pray with me, please. The Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, you are my rock and my redeemer. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen, 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 and amen. Amen. So today is the second in the six-part sermon series where we are attempting to ask the fundamental questions of our faith. And today's question is, what does it mean to live a meaningful life? And I want to attempt to answer that question through the lens of the parable of the Good Samaritan. And when we look at the lens of the parable of the Good Samaritan, many people look at the, good lens, look at the parable of the Good Samaritan, and they give the lawyer in the parable a bad rap. Now, I think lawyers are good people and we have one in the courtroom, in the, excuse me, in the sanctuary today, and, and I think she's a good person. But, you know, but but I can see how people can give lawyers a bad rap, because I would imagine if you watch television this morning, there was some lawyer on saying, one call, that's all. Yeah. And there may be some lawyer on defending some person who's been charged with a federal crime. I think two of them. And For every lawyer who we see who may be somewhat shady and unquestionable, there are so many more lawyers who take their job seriously as being an officer of the court. And we are so pleased that two of our members have gone on and are going right now to the law school. And I know Brother Green is proud of his two sons who are members of the bar. So the thing that lawyers do, they ask questions and they clarify things. For example, and I'm glad that uh, Judge Barron pointed out in our Black History Moment, Judge Chunkin, who is doing a masterful job in the federal court with this big trial that's going on about Donald Trump. She is, as the the judge said, she's controlling her courtroom. And it's her courtroom. And in uh, and, 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 and the parable of the Good Samaritan, we've got a lawyer there. And the lawyer decides to ask the question. And there's nothing wrong with asking questions. Questions do things. Questions clarify things. Questions get us on the record so we can understand what's going on. Now, mentally, this lawyer, as we see in the text, is trying to trip up Jesus a little bit. So... The lawyer asked the question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, the question that we're asking today, what does it mean to live a meaningful life? I want to connect the dots here. If we have eternal life, if we are living to have eternal life, that means part of having eternal life is living a meaningful life. And this parable will tell us how to live a meaningful life. Now, so he asked, What must I do to inherit eternal life? And then Jesus, and I think Jesus is sometimes a, 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 a small ally, because Jesus says, Well, do you a lawyer? What does the law say? Now it puts a defense on him, right? He's a lawyer, he's supposed to know you're an expert in the law. What does the law say? And it says this, love the Lord your God. And this is, the, this is the, the lawyer answering. Right? This is the lawyer answering. This is in verse 27. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, bingo! You got it right. That's it. Amen. You got the answer. You answered your own question. You do it anyway. You're an expert in the law. You're a lawyer. What does the law say? But then... He had to go and justify himself. Let me, I'm gonna still get Jesus. I'm gonna trip him up. So, who is a neighbor? And so, so Jesus decided to tell a parable. Tell a story. Let me tell a story about who a neighbor is. And the story goes like this. There was a man who was going down from Jerusalem. Now, this is an interesting point. If, if, uh, and, and we discovered this on our trip to Israel. When you're going back from Jerusalem, Jerusalem is on a hill. So anytime that someone has been to Jerusalem, they go what? Up to Jerusalem. When they're leaving Jerusalem, they're going down from Jerusalem. So the, so it, so the, so the verse says the man is leave, going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. So, so he's on the road, and what happens? He's attacked by robbers. Yeah. He's attacked by robbers. Mm-hmm. Stripped of his clothes and left for being half dead. Mm-hmm. He's on the side of the road. And so he's on the side of the road, and three people come by. Uh-huh. Three people come by. First person who come by is a priest. Mm-hmm. Sees the man there, laying half dead. Huh, let me go on. The second person is the Levite. An, another high position in the church. Sees the man there, lying half dead, all beat up, naked. Hmm, I'm going on by. And then the third person. The third person is a Samarian. And the Samarian and Jesus is telling this story to a Jew. Jews and Samarians don't get along. They don't like each other. And the Sumerian sees the man, bandages him up, puts him on his donkey, takes him to an inn, tells the innkeeper, hey, listen, I'm going to give you some money, take care of him while I'm gone. If there's any other uh, expenses, I'll pay for him when I get back. And so Jesus tells him that story. And in this story, there are four things that I believe that we can extrapolate for us in terms of this whole deal about living a meaningful life. And I try to lift them in your bulletins, and we're also going to put them up on the screen for those who are looking at home. So... The first thing, and it's fundamental, is this. To live a meaningful life means this, that we love the Lord. Right off the bat, you just love the Lord. And we can see, starting in verse 26, when the lawyer asks Jesus, what does it mean to have eternal life? And he says, this is the man talking from the law, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. And also love your neighbor. And if you do that, Jesus said, You will live. Amen. You will live. So the first piece in loving a meaningful life is to love the Lord and to love our neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the second piece in living a meaningful life, it requires intentional action intentional action. Now what do I mean by that? Look at what the Samaritan did. It had to be intentional. I got to stop and go and see about this man. Now that may be, you may say that's instinctual. We see someone who's hurt, I'm just going to go over and see what's going on. But then here comes the intention. He bandishes them up, puts them on his horse, puts them on his donkey, and then takes them where to an inn and pays for it, and says, "I'm coming back, and I'll pay for any additional expenses." Yes, yes. To live a meaningful life, we must be intentional. Amen. We just can't make it up. And that is why here at Greater Bethel, we are working so hard to be intentional about what we want to do next with the Maddox Center and what we want to do next with our sanctuary and some projects that we need to do so we can be intentional about reaching the masses. Men of every birth, for an answer, Jesus gave a key. Lift them up. I will draw all, and when I say men, I mean everyone, unto me. Living a meaningful life means living a life of intention. Because here's what happens. If you don't have any intention, any old thing will happen. The thing I am more scared about than anything else with young people is not that they have no idea of what they're going to do. That's okay. You can struggle around to figure out, a long time, what you're going to do, what the thing it is you want to do with your life. But if you don't, what you will not do, that will have you living a life of intention. And what I mean by that, I'm not going to get pregnant. Whatever I do, I'll do everything else, but that thing I won't do. If you live your life with that intention, although I don't know anything else I'm going to do, That's going to keep you out of a whole lot of stuff. Living your life with intention. Now here's the third thing we can extract from the parable about living a meaningful life. It means doing the unexpected. Jesus in this parable did the unexpected. Because remember he's telling his parable to a Jew. And and this is not just a one-on-one conversation. The Pharisees and the Sadducees and the disciples and everybody else is listening in on this conversation. And the Samaritans, as we said, were despised and hated by the Jews. So Jesus tells a parable, and who's the hero in the parable? The despised Samaritan. The unexpected. But God does a whole lot of unexpected things. Folks are looking for a Messiah. Someone to come down to straighten everything out. All powerful, all wise. And what does God do? He sends the Messiah as a baby. Perhaps the most vulnerable thing in the world, a baby. Because somebody else has got to take care of her. God does these unexpected things. God takes an utterly corrupt king and allows that king to get the Israelis out of captivity in Babylon. God does some unexpected things. God takes a guy who was just doing all the stuff he could in corporate America to make all the money he could and and mess up everybody that he could find to mess up for that end and turn him around and make him a preacher. God does some unexpected things. And living a meaningful life means that you are going to do some unexpected things. You're going to go to Mercer University and then Georgetown Law School. And you're going to move to Athens, Georgia. You're going to run for judge. (laughs) And you're going to do some unexpected things. Now, that may not be unexpected by Judge Barron, but it was unexpected by people who would know Judge Barron. I'm talking about white folks. How can a little black girl do all of this stuff? God wants you to do unexpected things. And the unexpected things don't have to be big things. The unexpected things are the things like we see with the Good Samaritan. That you're helping somebody out and nobody needs to know that you did it. And that you give somebody some money with no, no expectation. I don't want it back. I'm not lending you the money. I'm giving it to you. I've adopted a personal policy that I don't lend people money. I just give it to them. Now I don't have much to give. Doing the unexpected. And then finally living a meaningful life requires having mercy. At the end of the parable in verse 36. Jesus is told the parable and then he turns around and asks the lawyer a question. And this is in verse 36. Which of these three, which of these three people, the priest, the Levi and the Samaritan, which of these three people you think was a neighbor to the man who fell at the hands of the robbers? Will the real person please stand up? Remember the old show, to Tell the Truth? Which one of these three people? And the man answered, It was a Samaritan. And Jesus said, Well, actually, this is what he said. This is what the man said. This is in verse 37. The expert in the law replied, The one who had mercy on him. Of those three people, which one had mercy on him? The Sumerian. So we have to have mercy. And it is so, so, so very easy for us not to have mercy. Yesterday, in our Sunday school class, we looked at verses from Romans. And in those verses from Romans, what Paul is telling the church at Rome, which was a diversified church. It it, it had Jews and it had Gentiles in it. It had people of all walks of life in it. And it had people who worshiped the Lord in different ways. And they're all coming together into one church. And what happened was that some people said, well, you know what? You're not worshiping the Lord the way I worship the Lord. You are not, you're eating things that the Jewish law says you can't eat. And, And there was this tension. And what Paul said was this. It makes no difference. Quit doing this stuff that divides everyone. Have mercy on your fellow worshiper. We have to have mercy and compassion. Before the grace of God go I. So this week... And, and I, I told myself, if I would, ever became a preacher, I would not talk about the dangerous highways and byways. <laughs> but never say never, I'm gonna talk about the dangerous highways and byways. Amen. So this week, I, I'm going back and forth from Athens and everything, and, and I'm driving, And I'm driving on these windy country roads and everything. And a dude decides that he is going to pass another car on the other lane. And I look up and there comes a car on the other lane coming right at me. At a rapid rate of speed. And I happen to be on the telephone talking to somebody. And some sort of calmness comes over my heart. I just move over. And somehow this guy, I guess he watches the Fast and Furious movies. This is the guy trying to make the pass. He does a three wide. The three of us, the car that is in the other lane, plus the guy who's passing, and my car, we're all three wide passing each other. For the grace of God, go on. I got to get that job so I can move to Athens. (laughs) Uh, instead of being upset thank the Lord and let me have compassion over that guy who did that maneuver trying to pass the car that he was trying to pass because he saved all of us by doing that little maneuver getting in between all of us road rage is real isn't it and road rage happens because we lack compassion. Amen. We lack mercy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. We're all going to get to where we need to get to, even if we're a little late getting to where we're getting to. Yeah. And when we get there, folks there are going to have mercy and compassion on us. So let us have mercy and compassion on the person who's driving foolishly. Living an extraordinary life. Living a life of meaning. God wants you to live that kind of life. Because God is telling us, Jesus is telling us that to live this type of life Simply means that you love the Lord. And when you love the Lord, you will live a life of intention. When you love the Lord, you will do the unexpected. When you love the Lord, you will have mercy not only on your neighbors, but you're going to have mercy on yourself. That's what it means to live a meaningful life. So my question to you today is, are you living a meaningful life? Are you living that life that the Lord wants you to live? If you're not, just pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we come to you today once again with questions. And you have the answer. The answer is to love you with all our hearts, with all our soul, and with all our mind. And today we know that there are some here who have not met that threshold. And so Lord, today I ask that you come into the hearts of those people. And we know that love is not just an automatic thing, but we just ask that the opportunity to come into the hearts of of those who don't know you so they can get to know you because getting to know you will allow them to fall in love with you. And falling in love with Jesus, it is the best thing I've ever done. So Lord, that is our prayer for those who are seeking you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Let us say amen. So that was not a prayer of confession that was just a prayer for us to ask people to come into a relationship with Jesus so if you are listening to this or watching this later here's a way in which you can do that just give me a call you can reach out to me on my telephone number which is 608-358-1309 we throw it up on the screen that's the real telephone number You can text me or call me, and let's have a conversation about your faith. And now for our benediction, which is a covering of God's grace and mercy until we meet again. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who helps us live a meaningful life, be with you henceforth now and forevermore. Let us all say Take care, everybody. Have a terrific week. Saints, it's your faithfulness in giving to greater Bethel that allows us to do the work of the Lord. There are three ways you can give to us. First, you can use CatchApp App by typing dollar sign Bethel 140. Second, you can give using Giveify. Simply at a Greater Bethel, Athens. Finally, you can mail your contributions in to Post Office Box 49773, Athens, Georgia 30604. Thank you and blessings. Hi, this is Marvin Bland. So you're listening to this podcast, but are you a subscriber of this podcast? Being a podcast subscriber is simple. It means that every time that we produce a new episode, you'll get it with a notification right on your phone, tablet, or other device like Alexa. Now, subscribing to our podcast is easy. Use Google and type in the podcast with Marvin Bland. That's the podcast. Let me spell that for you. With M-A-R-B-E-N Bland. B-L-A-N-D. Now what pops up next are several ways to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, and other platforms. So don't miss a minute of sermons, interviews, and devotions. Subscribe to the podcast with Marvin Bland today.